This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa. Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Teresa Blaze Show. Today, I've got Miss Alex Davis with us today, and she has authored a really neat devotional. But before we get to that, I want to touch on today's sponsor, and then we'll get with the content. If you are a uh, an aspiring podcaster, or maybe, maybe you just, you, you don't know if you want to do a podcast, but you're, you're thinking about it, go to www.kadoshmedia.com, K-A-D-O-S-H, media.com. Schedule a time to meet with us. We would absolutely love to meet with you, see if a good podcast is a right fit for you. And we will do our very best. Just press record. We do the rest. www.kadoshmedia.com. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, it is my absolute pleasure. <laughs> I'm just thankful to meet you guys and get and get to talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're really glad to have you now, Alex. Is the as an author of a devotional that I think for some of you might be right up your alley. It's actually an, a devotional for creators. It's called "Born to Create." Got to tell you, I love that title. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. You know, we're all creatives, and so you got to keep it fun. <laughs> Very true. So, so talk to me about like what gave you the idea to start with this devotional. Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, so there's this incredible guy named Jake, and he is in Edmond, Oklahoma, and started his own company called Theophany Media. And through that, I started writing blogs for him and just kind of having fun with it. And once I got to a point, I'm just kind of pumping them out, just having fun. He's like, Alex, you know, the way that you write would do really well in a format of a devotional. And so, he just kind of shot some ideas my way and honestly just kind of constructed it and went ahead and made it together. And it was a blast and kind of easy just because he was a great leader. And I have a huge passion for creating through writing or just being a kooky and weird dancer just by myself, you know, or with pals or whether that's just living a creative life or having fun baking or, you know, I wish I could say I was a painter, but I'm not. I just love seeing the way that every single individual is gifted in a way to create. And once they know their Lord and Savior, they can create to glorify Him. So that's kind of where it all comes from. Do you think that pe- everybody has that ability and or is it a matter of everybody has the ability and just don't know they do or don't use it or is it that some just have an extra dose of it what do you think really ties into that that's an incredible question and one that i've definitely pondered because you know i've mentioned this devotional or just even before this devotional 
was on the forefront of my mind. I've spoken to people and been like, whether it was one of my friends, you know, in college that was an engineer major, we'll use that for example. And they're so scholarly, so intelligent. They would be like, well, I just, I'm not creative. You know, I don't have those kind of juices. I can't think that way. And to that, I say, "Uh uh-uh, no way. We each have different avenues and we each get to have the opportunity to create, whether it's numbers on a page, whether it's simply admiring the sunrise, whether for me, I was a collegiate runner at Baylor University. I think going out for a a long 12 mile run is a different form of creation. Personally, you're creating movement with your arms and your legs and your lungs, probably bursting from your stomach, you know, I mean your chest, not stomach. And to an extent, I think everyone has different avenues and different ways to create with our lives. I mean, our story and our lives and the way that we breathe and live out every day is creating And so I think we just have a skewed perspective of it just because of our culture. You know, a a lot of times, you know, you think of a creator, someone who shoots videos or does graphic design or can draw or, or, you know, something like that. And so like, if someone is listening to this and they're going, well, I don't do a lot of stuff that would kind of fall in that line. I mean, um, what would you say to them? Try something new. Try something that is possibly out of your comfort zone. Go on a walk, be in prayer and ask the Lord, you know, what can I do fun? What can I do to push myself? Uh, For me, I'm not a painter, but I recall when I was younger, I might've written about this in this, in this devotional. I'm not entirely sure, but I recall my grandfather trying to force me to paint a leaf. Let me tell you, I was so uncomfortable. I was so frustrated. I could not paint that leaf to save my life. (laughs) But he was like, keep trying, you know, like keep at it. And I'm like, no, like Poppy, I can't do it. And finally he believed me and gave in to my protesting. (laughs) But, you know, it's in little things like that, just like trying and testing to see what you can do that I think is really important for us to do. You know, it kind of reminds me of something that Gary Vee often talks about. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he's a big entrepreneur kind of guy, uh, but he, he talks to a lot of the like he talks to a lot of people, but he really uh, talks to like this generation and tells them, you know, you, you don't have to settle for college or whatever. Just taste things. Try different kinds of company, businesses. Try different things and see what resonates with you. And I, I think um, that, in my mind, that's what really sticks out here is uh, try different kinds of creatives. Like, I do a lot of podcasting, but then a lot of times I also write a lot of poetry. And so, you know, I mean, to, to me that, you know, the whole, the whole creative aspect of things, it just starts with testing and, and tasting different things and seeing what works for you. So if someone picks up your devotional, what do you hope that they get out of it? My hope is that they are drawn closer to the father. They're drawn closer to their, to the ultimate creator. That's number one. And I hope it 
urges each person to dive deep into scripture because a devotional is known to be kind of short and sweet. You know, it should urge you to dig into scripture. You know, it's not an in thorough Bible study. I am hoping to construct some form of curriculum at some point in my life. I have a huge passion for writing and really in-depth biblical content. It's just something in my heart. But that's so those are the first two things. I hope it drives them to know the Father more and to dig it deeper into scripture. But I also hope hope that it connects them with other creators. And I know of a couple people that are purchasing it so that they can do it together in their small group, just so that they can connect on like this deeper level or just this common, you know, love for creating. And yeah, those are kind of the three things that I really hope that it can do because as a creator and just like a simple writer as myself, it's easy to lose inspiration and you're going to lose inspiration if you're not connected to people that are like-minded like you for sure. And most especially if you're not connected to your creator, you're going to lose a little bit of that pizzazz of inspiration because he's the one that gifted you in the first place. I couldn't agree more. Um, Mike and I are actually taking a prophetic writing course. One thing that's like, as we're going through the course, you know, I do writing as as it is, but I, I, I think if you partner with God and you allow him to write through you or you allow him to paint through you, I'm thinking of another friend of mine who's an excellent gifted painter and you allow those things to happen. There's a difference between trying to do it on your own and letting him work through you. I um I think that's one of the biggest things that all of us struggle with, especially in our seasons of life where we're feeling so drained and weak by the things of this world. And ultimately, I think those moments and seasons happen. God allows them to, n- number one, either we are just completely accessing our own strength without coming to God and request for his strength to equip us, or he's just allowing for weak seasons of life so that we'll just turn to his face even more, which I guess both are the same thing, but it's just all a matter of allowing him to. And, you know, there are moments that you're going to have to push through and do the hard and dirty work, which is, you know, when you're less motivated or the things of life are just like getting you down like that, that just happens. We all have some form of writer's block, you know, whatever that might be. But those moments and those seasons really sculpt us into who God is wanting us to be for his kingdom's design. And that just reminds me, just thought of like the thorn of the flesh that Paul had. And um, we don't know particularly what that was, but it could have been, you know, for me, for just like recently, just studying him and in school, I've... I'm getting my master's at the moment and I'm just thinking, man, maybe that was his pride. Maybe his thorn was his pride. You know, maybe it was a ginormous temptation that he had that he couldn't fight off. You know, it's just, it's just not clear. There's so many ideas and the Lord allows those moments like that to sculpt us to be more like him because our flesh surely gets in the way. So that's kind of my view. You know, I was, asked one time by by uh someone that we were talking to and he was talking um because he works with a lot of 
a lot of people. He coaches a lot of uh, pastors and whatnot. And he was saying, you know, some people they think in a linear design, but some people they think kind of in a spider web. And I am kind of thinking that a lot of creators are the type of people who have a lot of thoughts. But if you were to talk to them at first glance, they wouldn't feel like those thoughts are connected, you know, and 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 I, I just think that that is a typical creator. They can't help but think along that line. And whatever zone they're in, whatever topic they're talking talking about, they can't help but think along that line. And a lot of people go, I don't get you. Would you make sense, please? But they don't understand the vein in which they're coming from. Man, that's a definite way to think about that. I guess I hadn't really thought about that before. But yeah, do you think, are you saying that you think all creatives kind of have spider web type brains or... <laughs> I would, I, I kind of tend to think so. I mean, it might be different in some cases, maybe like for the engineer or something like that. But a lot of people, they think like they don't think linearly, right? They don't think like A, B, A goes to B, B goes to C, so on and so forth. But they jump all over the map. And then so when you're talking to someone like that, you're like, okay, I'm not following you and you're not making sense. That this reminds me, it just causes, it forces me to think of, there's a, a couple of months back, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I think it's time I get to therapy, get into therapy again, because I kind of want to know why I think these things, why I have specific temptations, you know, why my brain is made up this way. And then when I go to therapy and I talk about all these things, she's like, Alex, there are connections for why you feel this way, why this is that, why you act to this in this way like there are some core things that we're going to get to work through. And it's just funny because like, even though we think in spider webs and our lives look like spider webs, God sees A, B, C, and D and he knows all the answers. Now that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that, but I think that might be true. You know, and a lot of people listening are like, well, I'm in ministry. I, how am I supposed to be, uh, you know, I I have to do A, B, C, and D for the ministry that I'm trying to start. How does being creative work in that realm? One of the most important things I has to do with just like leaving room for the spirit to move. And I think a lot of ministries, I, I um, went to school in Waco. And when I moved at Baylor University, and when I moved back to Oklahoma, I worked for a particular church here. And I began to notice that there was just like lack of margin to allow the Holy spirit to move. And there was just like a schedule ABC and D and there was just like no allowance for, for space to pause for a moment of spontaneous worship, you know, for, for, for our savior. And so it's just like little things like that. And just, recognizing that, yeah, we don't need to live by stringent guidelines and it's using your quiet time in a different space. You know, it's even, you know, maybe you're doing a deep devotional or a deep Bible study some week, but your heart is going a different direction and you're urged to read Colossians instead of Philippians. I don't know. And so I think that just plays into ministry too whether you're going to the office from nine to five, like my pastors here in Oklahoma city do, uh, sometimes they're urged to 
go into the city and sit with some of our homeless men and women that we have near our church or uh, have coffee with someone that's in need within our congregation. Like it looks like simple things like that from my perspective. You know, it's funny you talk about that um, because in our, in our church, our our pastor is actually doing a series on uh, the working, the working of the Holy spirit. And I mean, uh, we are a Pentecostal church. So, but like no one, even in the Pentecostal space or the church at large uh, talks about or even does a series on the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like? And I was just reminded as you're talking, like the last sermon that he did was on worshiping in the spirit. And what does that look like? How does that work? And and I think not just in ministry, but I think in business, you know, because this is um, uh, for a lot of the entrepreneurs that listen to this show, they go, well, how do I allow the spirit to work in my company? I'm just trying to get food on the table here. The easier way to run is to run towards just the inclinations of your flesh, like you said, and just like the needs and necessities. But I think it all comes down to living, living and walking in the spirit by being in constant prayer and retraining your mind to look to your creator as opposed to just staring at your belly button, you know, all day. And <laughs> I mean, really we're seeing really? a lot. I'm telling <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Because like the whole mindfulness thing, quote unquote, is really seeping into the entrepreneurial space. And uh, that opens up a lot of doors, which we're not going to talk about, but uh, at least not here, but that opens up a lot of doors to the occult and a few other ugly, nasty things. And I, I, I just am like, wait a minute, no, we really don't want to do that. Um, but it's really seeping into the entrepreneurial space. Um, and I, I could not agree with you more. Um, about like, well, how do we? I mean, and this really actually ties into uh, spiritual warfare as well. Because I think that that is one of the biggest areas where the enemy attacks is in our companies. Because if your company ain't working well, then guess what? You're under stress. And if you're under stress, you can't really create very well. Well said. I mean, he starts in relation, he starts in the mind and then it penetrates into relationships. And then who else knows what's going to happen next? You know, like it just gets nasty. And the, and the enemy knows how to get us and all of our little weaknesses. Gosh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) you know what you are so right so let me ask you this if you could leave our listeners with one thing that they could take away from your devotional or from this talk what would it be one of my biggest hopes that anyone might walk away with is that well i don't want to take it from him but i'm gonna have to i'm just gonna have to quote him and kind of the paraphrasing of words. Oh, it's the explicit gospel by Matt Chandler. And he spoke so beautifully about how we are creators, but we are dependent upon him. We're dependent upon God. God is the original creator, independent of anyone. And we don't create anything originally, 
even though we each are original creations by God's design, he is the original creator. And I really love what you touched on, you know, some of the things of that are blossoming in our culture today and even in some of our churches are dangerously touching the occult and all these mindful attitudes of just becoming one's higher self. And that is something that I hope to further in my studies at um, Oklahoma Baptist University. And my hope is just to help readers to recognize how they are gifted for the glory of God, not for the glory of themselves. My hope and prayer is that people walk away from this conversation going, hmm, maybe I am a little bit of a creator. God, would you show me? So, well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. This, the, I think this was kind of a breath of fresh air for some. <laughs> I hope so. That's a delight to hear. <laughs> Can you tell them one more time, tell them about your, your, your devotional? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So the name of the devotional is Born to Create. It's a seven week devotional with seven days per week. Each week has a different theme. And it's all based on the letter R. So they each have like a fun R labeled week per week. And at the end of each week, you have the opportunity to scan a barcode and dive deeper into that topic. As I interview a specific creator upon that specific topic in the way to glorify God in the way that you create. It's really fun. And I hope that you can get your hands on it because it's fun to create and you got to glorify God the way you create. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, guys, get your hands on that book. We will have a link uh, to her her devotional in the show notes. Uh, you can find that at TeresaBlaze.com. Uh, guys, I am really, really excited about this. I think uh, a lot of people need to have that breath of fresh air and just think, what? how can God use you? How can he use your your gifting, your talent, your creativity? Just think about that and ask him. You don't know what he'll say until you do. Well, I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Teresa Blaze Show. Let's go do this thing. You've been listening to The Teresa Blaze Show. To catch all her past shows, visit www.teresablaze.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-L-A-E-S.com. 